Hey y'all, so welcome back to my podcast, Heart Talk. Uh, So today we're going to talk about heart talk, man. (laughs) We're going to just be talking about really personal things. I'm sharing some super, super personal stuff from my past. It's so personal that it's going to make me stutter through this. So just get ready. I mean, we all know that I've got a stutter. It's just going to be more apparent today. And... Like, I'm cool with it, so if you're okay with it, then let's just keep going with this. But this is the very first episode of a new series that I'm doing on um, forgiving your parents. And then once you've forgiven them, honoring them as your parents, because, like, that hurts at first, the, the, the idea of honoring your parents after they've hurt you. But... Um, this commandment from God is a channel for blessing if we'll be obedient and trust him and respect our parents simply because they were given to us as parents. Um, so I struggled with, with this a lot at first. I hated the, the verse from Ephesians 6. It's the same verse we are going to kind of dwell in th- throughout this series as a whole. It, um, it talks about um, that children are to obey their parents and to honor their father and their mother. A lot of you know this verse because it was thrown in your face as a kid from your abusive parents. This seems to be like a verse that parents use as a weapon some sometimes mine did and so I grew up hating it and then when I started to follow God I did not take this seriously and it was not because I didn't want to be obedient it was because I thought that I was exempt from it I thought my parents have dishonored me in every way possible a loving God would not ask me to honor someone who has done the things that they've done to me. That was what I thought. So I'm going to talk about some of those things in this episode today. And I'm not doing it because I want you to feel bad for me. Please don't, okay? (laughs) I have healed from this. God has helped me to move on from it, to forgive them. Um, He has given me a wholeness, like a sense of wholeness in my life that I never thought that I could have. I know that I am loved by the the Savior. So these things don't hurt me as much as they used to. Like it hurts to remember them, but they don't hold me back anymore. They don't define me. Um, But I'm sharing them. I, I don't talk about specifics from my past a whole bunch just because it's kind of lousy and I don't want to it's a bummer you know it's just not fun to think about so I only do it when God asks me to and today is just one of those times but I'm doing it um, because I know that some of you will be able to relate to me that breaks my heart to think about um I don't know. I I just don't like that abuse exists in the world. It's pretty awful. Um, Your parents are are where you should feel safe. 
And it's just really sad that some people have not been able to experience that. And I know what it's like. Um, So anyways, if you're able to relate with some of the things I'm about to share, I'm really sorry that that you went through it. Um, And I pray that this helps you, that this whole podcast, that this series helps you. It's important that you know where I was when God found me because the world it presents like some some wounds as being irreparable and that's just not the case with God so um, in order to to just like prove it because he has proven this in my life I've got to just be vulnerable it hurts though so like <laughs> bear bear with me okay i might stutter through this whole thing but we'll we'll just see god god help me here we go lord send your presence um so i was less than a year old the first time that my birth father beat me and when i say beat i mean beat <laughs> like not a spanking my mom says that i was three months old well she said um that that I was three months old my older sister though who was six at the time so she remembers it pretty well she said that I was more like 10 months old but either way I was pretty young my sister was going through a rebellious phase at the time because I was born and like I took all of the attention she said so she went into the kitchen and she smeared peanut butter everywhere just all over the counters and then when my parents found it and they asked her who did it she pointed to me (laughs) even though it wasn't even possible for for me to have done that because I like what baby can reach the counter and if I was as young as three months old I couldn't like roll over yet let alone smear peanut butter but my my birth father he didn't think about any of that he just he went and he found me maybe in my crib that it it sickens me to think about him reaching into my crib and yanking me up by my ankles and he dangled me in the air and he smacked me around like a punching bag that's what I've heard from my mom and my sister who were there. I don't remember that, but I remember a lot of other stuff. Um, <clears throat> just, I don't want to get into too many details, but his hands were just always all over me, just all over me, all the time. And we were almost always naked just every night at my house. And I I grew up thinking that that was normal. And then if I made him even the least bit annoyed, I mean, just he, he just used every excuse that he could to make us undress, whether he was happy or upset. Um, if he was happy, then he would just like, he, he would assault me. And um, if he was upset, he would beat me. But I was just always naked and he was always all over me and it just felt like nothing was sacred in me or about me he knew everything he would control everything he would tell me what to wear um 
I was born a girly girl and he loved this and he would dress me just he was just always all over me his hands his eyes just everything and I've got scars in the back of my legs from times that he would throw me over a couch and just beat me with his belt until I bled but um I did not know until I was much older that my body was my own and that I could have a choice in what happened to it because he controlled what happened to me. Um, I felt like his doll, not his daughter. And then my mother, she never protected me. I think twice she did. Um, And they were just years and years apart. So when I think about my mother and who she was when I was growing up, she was more like my baby. My mom was always just very sickly my entire childhood, in and out of the hospital. And I would go with her every time and hold her jewelry when they did her CAT scans and MRIs in the hallway. And I would stand outside of the doors as she got the tests done and pray for her. I was with her in her hospital rooms holding her hand. I helped to take care of her and I didn't know that she was supposed to be taking care of me Um, and now looking back as an adult it's like sometimes when you're a child and you're going through that stuff it hurts in the moment but you don't understand the the toll that it's going to take on your life as a whole later on I had no idea what my birth father was stealing from me in the moment. I just knew this hurts, this is miserable, but I thought it was normal because it just happened so often. And then my mom was always sick and and, and they just made our life seem so normal. So she made it seem like she wasn't protecting me because she was too weak. But now looking back on it, like, I'm a grown woman. I'm 26. Like, I, I'm unmarried. I'm not a mom. But I have a godchild. I, I help to care for, for children um, sometimes. And, I mean, let somebody try to hurt somebody else's child. My, my godson, let somebody try to hurt him. I would be put in prison trying to protect him. I didn't know that as a child that, that my, my mother should have felt that way about her own. Um, so one thing with parents that I would love to just sh- share with you that I've learned is that it's a process of forgiving them. Because the older you get, the more you understand. And then you have to, to forgive what happened from a new perspective. So when I was a teenager, I started to understand what my birth dad had taken from me. When other people were making purity pledges, I had no purity left. So I understood that he took something from me before I ever even knew um, <clears throat> the, the value of it. My, my, my purity and my sense of self, he took that. And so as a teenager, God helped me to forgive him for it. And I'm going to share how in a little bit. It's 
it's the big lesson for, for this episode. It, it, it's going to be wonderful. God is still giving me chills from this truth. But, <clears throat> and then now in my 20s though, I'm having to forgive my mom a whole lot more than my birth dad even. At first, it was all about forgiving him because he hurt me so deeply. He didn't just violate me and beat me, but he demeaned me as a person all the time. When I was about 12, I got depressed because he wasn't working and we were living in a camper on the grounds of my church. And so he was just always around. He was always watching me. We didn't have a shower in the camper, so... I was dirty all the time. I stunk all the time and I was being made made fun of in school and I just knew it's because of him and I didn't want to live anymore and so I laid in my bed that whole summer and I didn't get out of bed and I gained about like 40 pounds. So I I got out of my bed to eat food, but then I got right right back in and I went back to bed. Um so I gained a lot of weight from depression and one day he sat me down and he acted like he was going to tell me something so important and profound so I I was like oh gosh what is he going to tell me and instead he said Kelly you've gotten so fat you're ugly and nobody is ever going to want you and he looked at me like I was gross Um, that hurt of course but in the moment it felt good because I knew he thinks I'm gross, so he's finally going to leave me alone. And he did. And then when I was 16, I lost all of that weight, and he started flirting with me again. Um, and then a year later, he died. So anyways, that took center stage, just forgiving him for a long time. God helped me to do that, and then after that, as a woman now, now that I'm older, I'm understanding more of where my mother failed me. She just failed me. Um, and I look back on things in my childhood where she even tricked me and she set me up with things. She just, she was not a mom in the way that I needed her to be. Um, one day when I was about eight, she she um, went and she talked to my birth dad and told him that I had not filled up an ice tray in the freezer after she, she told me to. She never told me to. Um, so he went and he found me. And I received one of the worst beatings ever to date of my childhood because of that. And... She she suckered me into it, and I found out later on that she did not like it when he loved us too much. She would get jealous. Um, so she would orchestrate moments for him to be upset with us, and then she could go back to being um, the object of his adoration. Like, I'm not trying to dishonor my parents here. I'm just being honest. This stuff happened. And me forgiving them and respecting them, it does not change what they did. 
And so, like, please don't hate them. I don't. I've forgiven them. But this is the stuff that I had to forgive. It's a lot, right? Like, and I'm not trying to be a martyr here. Some of you have gone through straight up crap, okay? I don't use that word a lot, but some of you have been through a lot of stuff, and I just want you to know that you're not alone. People do sickening stuff sometimes. And I believe that this breaks God's heart. Um... There's just, there's a lot of instances that I could come up with. I don't want to go into detail on a lot of them. But my mom was not outraged by what my father did, did to me. In a lot of ways, she was indifferent to it. She just didn't seem to care a lot about it. And she didn't try to stop it. So that... Uh, it's ta- it, it, it took me the first few years of my 20s to just forgive that alone. And then after he died, her behavior did not change. So um, for a long time, I thought he made her that way. But after he died, she, she went on to find other guys who were just as bad. So something was broken inside of her. Because her next boyfriend after him, I'm not going to say his name or anything, but he was like an ex-felon. And um, he still did not respect the, the, the law or people. And he held me at gunpoint and she did not stop him either. <clears throat> and then the boyfriend after that, um, he was always drunk and belligerent and mean as well. So... Her taste in guys was bad. I have a friend. She she said she would say that her picker was broken, and I think that that's true. My mom was hurt a lot in her childhood, and and she was abused. Her parents were alcoholics, so I think a lot of that came into play with her choice in who she married and and, and her, like her choices in men. I mean, she just. Abuse was not abuse to, to her. It was just life. And when I would try to ask her to help me, she would just say, that's a part of life. That's what happens. So, anyways, there's some details for you. I don't really want to share any more right now. Um, I want to get into the good stuff. I want to get into scripture and into the love of God because God completely changed my life. I grew up thinking that nobody cared about me. And the whole time, God desperately, unconditionally, truly and genuinely loved me. And he loved me sacrificially. My parents did not sacrifice for me like parents should. They actually asked us to sacrifice for them. We sacrificed our sense of safety, our sense of self, our confidence. Um, our need for justice and security and stability, all of that was just taken away. And God has given it all back to me, plus some. And um, he's done even more than that for me. God, uh, he's brought a great deal of healing to not just my my relationship with my mom, but even the... the, It's going to sound so crazy. To the relationship with my dead birth father. 
I'm going to get into that maybe in this episode if we have time. But let's take a look at Psalm 56, 8. I'm going to be reading this from the Passion Translation. It's beautiful. Get ready to cry. Okay, it's going to be wonderful. It says here in Psalm 56, verse 8, You've kept track of all my wandering and my weeping. You've stored my many tears in your bottle. Not one will be lost, for they are all recorded in your book of remembrance. Whew, I love this. God has a book of remembrance, and he writes down everything that hurts us in it. So it's remembered somewhere it's acknowledged, it matters. He's going to set it right. God writes it down to set it right. Please remember that. Like if you're sitting here with a notebook and a pen, write down, God writes down my pain to set it right because he will. Okay. Then there's Micah verse seven, verse 19. Wait, oh man, I said that wrong. Micah chapter 7 verse 19. And this is in the New Living Translation. So NLT. Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. If you're a parent and you're listening right now, um, I've talked with parents who have made mistakes. I've talked with my own mother about this years later after I'd worked through some forgiveness. We talked about stuff and we never really reached a full like resolution on certain things. Like she would never admit that my birth father was a bad man. Like in in her mind, he was always her husband that she loved. That was just something that I I lived with but she really did try in the last few years of her life to be different to make positive changes and give her life to the Lord she did try and it showed and and God um God did some wonderful things but we 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 talked about some of her mistakes and I never I didn't know that her mistakes bothered her as deeply as they did until much later. So I know that some parents might be listening to this and you've made awful mistakes that you wish that you could take back and you can't and you've hurt your kids and you know that you've hurt them. Um, Here in Micah chapter 7 verse 19 It talks about a God of compassion who tramples your sins under his feet and throws them into the depths of the ocean. So there's hope for everybody. This helped me to forgive my parents. And it helped me to see them as people who were flawed and made really big mistakes, not monsters but people. 
like it didn't change what they did, but it changed how I saw them and it helped me to see them the way that God sees them. And it also put me into the place of somebody who's made mistakes too. Like I'm not perfect. God has trampled my sins. He's trampled their sins. And it it challenged me to ask myself, if God has thrown my sins into the depths of the ocean, who am I to hold theirs against them? And like it doesn't excuse what they did. It doesn't make it hurt less but it helped me to let it go. After I started to to forgive them, I realized what holding on to that anger had been doing to me. It was hurting me all over again. I'd wake up every day and remember it and feel like less of a person and feel hurt all over again. That, That abuse hurt me a thousand times before I finally let it go. It was almost like my parents, they shattered my my childhood, and then I just kept holding on to the pieces of glass, just like in a bald fist, over and over for years on end. I just kind of held on to the shards of glass, and they were just slicing me to pieces. And I, like when I let them go, I felt relief. I did. Sometimes that anger will come back. Um, I'll get a couple years older and then I'll see what they did and where they failed me in a different way and I'll have to forgive again. But it's always such a relief to forgive again and to let it go again. Because when I realize like, oh, she should have protected me and like, I'm getting closer to being a mother myself. In the next few years, I might be a mom and I know I'm going to have a moment when I look at my kid and I feel that, that love, and I'm going to have to forgive her again for not showing me that love that I'm going to feel from my own kid. Like, um, But I've already made the choice to, to forgive her again when I feel that, because I'm kind of, I, I, I kind of see it coming. <laughs> I've learned that just every time I grow more as a person, I tend to have to forgive from a different perspective. And this might be true for you as well. But I just want you you to know that like there's a book of remembrance and there's a sea of forgetfulness. So if you're hurting from stuff, God's written it down, he's going to set it right. If you're hurting from things that you've done, he's trampled it, he's forgiven it. He's thrown it into a sea of forgetfulness. So, but but between God's book and the sea, he sets us free. He sets us absolutely free. God acknowledges what happens. He writes it down. So he's not just like, oh, forgive and forget. It doesn't matter. God says this matters. This matters so much. It broke your heart. It broke my heart. And because it matters, let me have it. Let me remember it and reuse it in your life. You are free to let it go. I'll remember it for you. I'll write it down. And then if, if you're feeling guilty over something, God's forgiven it. So it's just like everybody is taken care of everybody. We all get to be free. That's what I love about the, this system that God has set up where he forgives us and he empowers us to forgive. Be, because then no matter what, whether it's from pain or from guilt, we're free. 
we're just free no matter what so you know if you're sitting there with a journal and a pen write down write this down between god's sea of forgetfulness and his book of remembrance i am free write that down that floored me i was sitting here in my office last week just studying these verses he led me to them one at a time first to psalm what were we reading in psalm 56 and then to micah 7 but i was just like having a nice day with the lord i was studying and he he just like nonchalantly led me to each verse and then blew my mind and like I mean, I was just sitting there reading my Bible, and by the end, I was a puddle of tears. He healed parts of my heart I did not know were still hurting. That's just how God is. There is nobody more zealous for you than him. There is nobody who wants you healed and whole more than he does. And he's unstoppable with this, man. So, okay, I'm going to end this with a really cool miracle that God did for me. Um, After I forgave my birth father, I was about 18 or 19. God had started that process for me when I was 14. So it took him five years to help me just let it go. Like not even to totally move on, but I'd let go of the anger from it by the time I was 18 or 19. And he had called me to preach by then. I was sharing what God had shown me in the Bible. It was very exciting. Um, But one thing that broke my heart around that time was that I just had no good memories of my birth father. I think now, um, looking back, I have two. That's in 17 years. I have two good memories. And so because they were so few, thinking about those good memories hurt because I wanted them to be more. I, I wanted more of them. So anyways, I asked God to help me with that. I didn't know how he was going to, but I, I just was venting one night and I, I just uh, prayed, God, God, I... I'm sad that I only ever got two good memories with him. Like I've forgiven him and I've let go of the anger, but I have nothing to put there of him. Like when I think about him, all that comes to my mind is the bad. And it would almost seem to make my like healing process harder. And so God answered that prayer. I did not expect it. Um, I went to Florida and I was flying back and on the plane, I, I had never had a vision in my life, (laughs) but on the plane, I had a bit, I, I had a vision or a dream. I'm not really sure. Cause like, you know, when you're flying in the air and you're up there, um, maybe like because the air is so thin or something, but I just kind of was in a daze and just like staring out of my window and I might have fallen asleep I'm not sure but I saw my birth dad um 
I could not tell where he was. God did not show me if he was in heaven or in hell. I honestly hope that he's in heaven. But I saw him and it was like a blank background. But his face was clear. And we didn't say anything. At that time, he had been gone for two years. And so at first, seeing him terrified me. Um, Because he had, like, eyes. Uh, His eyes were big. And they're what I remember the most about him, that and his hands. So anyways, just like seeing his eyes again. He always held a lot of emotion in them. And whatever he was feeling was just written just all over his gaze. And he would look at me with anger or disgust or what whatever but this was the first moment he ever looked at me with love we we just sat there and we looked at each other and he he looked at me with love and um his gaze was like almost apologetic and we just stared and it was almost like we both knew the truth and the truth was accounted for it was um acknowledged and there there wasn't anything to say and then I I woke up but I felt like God had um implanted a good memory with my birth dad even though he was dead and it's crazy to think about that 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 would even be possible I had another dream of him again it was the same blank background and that same like loving stare but this time since it's like years later it's like seven or eight years later since the the last vision that I had of him um God he took it a step further and I dreamt that my 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 birth father he stood about two feet in front of me and he extended his arms to me um and without saying anything, it, he sort of asked w- with, like, um, his expression if it was okay. I don't know if that makes sense, but he just, he looked at me, and he extended his arms, almost saying, like, can I please give you a hug? He had never asked me for permission ever to touch me before, so that meant a lot, um, and slowly, I did not hug him, but I took his hands, and I just held his hands. And then he looked at me, and he said, Kelly, you've been mad at me for too long. I'm sorry. And then I woke up. And, like, just seeing him, it kind of irked me a little bit, but it mostly just melted my heart that God would do such a thing for me. I asked him for good memories, and when I was ready, he's he's given them to me and so now when I think of my my birth father I can think of something other than the abuse um that's pretty special right (laughs) and my my point by sharing that is when God tells us in Ephesians chapter 6 I'm going to read it okay He says, Children, if you want to be wise, then listen to your parents and do what what they tell you, and the Lord will help you. 
For the commandment, honor your father and your mother, was the first of the Ten Commandments with a promise attached. You will prosper and live a long, full life if you honor your parents. Now, it does go on and it says, Father, don't exasperate, wait, fathers, don't exasperate your children, but raise them up with loving discipline and counsel that brings the revelation of our Lord. Now, my, my birth father, he failed to do that. He exasperated us. <laughs> um, but just because he failed to do his part, it did not mean that God didn't want me to try and do mine. And what's really exciting was that all he wanted me to do, to, to just start the process of forgiving was to want to. Like, that's the hardest part. That's the biggest battle that you are going to face. It's just wanting to forgive them. I've met people who don't want to, and you can tell, and it holds them back. It keeps them locked up in anger for years and years on end. Um, so right now, I just, I beg you for your own good. Want to. Just tell, tell God, God, I, I don't know how. I don't know if I can, but I want to try. And just watch. He'll take it from there. God, uh, he has shown me step by step how to honor them, how to be respectful. He's given me self-control when I needed it. Like his spirit will come and take over. He'll move through you. He'll love your parents through you. All you have to do is want to. To just be open to, to, to the idea of it. To open your heart up and say, God, I want to be obedient. Please show me how. He will. And then not just that, but then after he helps you to fulfill what he asks you to do. So he'll help you to honor your parents and to respect them. But then after that, then you, you also get this incredible blessing from it. Where whatever you need to feel whole as a person you'll get it. God will give you a full life and a full heart. And all that he asks you to do is just be willing to try to do something that's difficult. Like honoring your parents when they've hurt you. I'm going to end it here. Um, but there is going to be a part two. Please join me for that. I've tried to be gentle, as gentle as I could, because I know that the wounds inflicted from parents are raw ones. They are raw and aching and loud, and they demand to, to be heard. And so I just pray that you felt heard. Please go to God tonight, friend, and just pour out your, your heart to him. He hears you. He sees that pain. And he wants to heal it. And a big part of your healing process is going to be learning how to forgive and honor your parents. He's going to help you through it. And it is going to set you free. I love you. Have a good night. Bye.